Amit, thanks for talking to us. You've always said you're keen to communicate with the fans, but you're not one for doing too many interviews. The last time we spoke was 16 months ago, shortly after you'd been named chairman of the club. How pleased are you with the progress that's been made in that time? Paul, first of all, it's really nice to see you also. Um, it's probably my first interview in 16 months, but probably my 12 years with the club, probably only three or four that I've done over that period of time. Um, but no, it's always joy when I get to sit down with you again. Uh, I think that, um, uh, look, as we said when we spoke the last time, we were coming out of difficult times over the last couple of seasons. And there's no doubt that the progress that we've made at the club over that period of time is something that I'm proud of as a board, we're all proud of. And uh, from everything that I hear, a majority, a huge majority of the fans are extremely proud of the progress that we've made over that period of time. Uh, and so, you know, we're still a work in progress, still lots of areas that we're working hard to improve at the club, um, to develop and to progress at the club. But uh, I think that we've made wonderful progress over the last season and a half. Um, and perhaps even uh, f in the years uh, prior to that, um, I look at, at us as a club that uh, has improved uh, both on and off the field. And so, no, extremely pleased uh, with the progress that uh, we've made. I asked what your targets were as chairman, and you said two things. Do you remember what they were? You know, I recently turned 40, and so I have to worry about forgetting things. But uh, hopefully I can remember what was said 16 months ago. Um, I do remember. I remember saying to you that the two most important things that I would have liked for the club is that we are on a financially more stable footing and that we play more attractive football. Uh, and I'm proud to report that um, from a financial perspective, we're coming out of a really difficult time uh, for the club. Uh, some, brought, uh, uh, some brought about by decisions of the past uh, that were probably not the most prudent decisions that we've made. Uh, some brought about by uh, you know, being in the premiership and then getting relegated um, and having to cut the, those wage bills and those costs that come from having that, the, those fina finances and then not having those finances. And it's been difficult. I even go so far as to use the word brutal because when you've got to, in any organization, and I think it's more so at a football club uh, where the amount of wages you can afford to pay do determine or can determine your own on-field success to some degree, um, We've had to go through a, an extensive period of cost reduction, of being prudent, of making sure that the club is in a, is in a position now where it is in a healthier uh, financial footing than it's been in the past. I'm not saying it's a job done, but on behalf of the entire board that spends a lot of time trying to make sure that this club is in a, is in a better position than we've ever found it, we've definitely made progress on that front. On the second front, which I talked about, which is playing attractive football, you know, uh, everybody's view of what's attractive is subjective. But I think that my view, and I would hasten to add that I guess it's a majority of all people who watch us play, would suggest that the football that we've played, especially since Mark has come over and started to manage our club, has improved dramatically. Um, and so, really, on both of those targets that we discussed 16 months ago, uh, I'm extremely pleased. You also said to me that 
it came shortly after our 7-1 defeat at West Bromwich Albion. I did, yeah. And you found your son crying in the kitchen. I did. How does he feel about the progress that's been made? Is he happier? Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I think that first and foremost, we're all football fans. And that's myself. Um, but I know that that's the same for Tony. I know that's the same for Ruben. I know that's for the same for Jamie Rubin, who's our newest board member. Um, first and foremost, we're football fans and QPR fans. Um, and so, like any other fans, the defeats hurt hugely. Um, uh, and the same applies for everybody in the board, but it applies for our families also. I think we've all been so, in, so invested from a time and an emotional perspective in this club for so long. My kids have grown up and only supported one club their whole life because that's been my involvement in the club that period of time. But um, they take the defeats as, as, as hurtfully as any of the rest of the fans do. But equally, we found ourselves uh, early in the new year on, on vacation in Asia, and we had those two fantastic results against Cardiff and Swansea. And we were sitting in a restaurant watching it on my iPhone with my wife and the children, and nobody in the restaurant could understand why not just the children, but you had these adults who were being kind of very loud and celebrating. <clears throat> and, um, and I, you know, I have to admit that I probably had a few extra cocktails to celebrate. But, you know, I encourage the children to celebrate successes as much as they do the, you know, as much as the failures hurt. And so, um, you know, we've had a, a good start to 2020. The first two games of the year were fantastic. 6-1 was the biggest margin of victory since my involvement in the club over the last 12 years. And so uh, I definitely took time out to celebrate that and, and I hope that all the fans did because we have to celebrate the successes as much as we mourn the failures. A disappointing result uh, most recently against Brentford, but overall, how pleased are you with the progress that has been made by Mark Warburton? You talk about on and off the pitch. You know, uh, Paul, when I, I spent quite a lot of time with Mark before we appointed him, as did the other members of the board, uh, as did Les and Lee. And what we were very keen to do was to explain to Mark what the priorities were at the club and what he was getting himself involved in so that there were no surprises for both parties. It's very important to have clear communication. I'm really pleased with uh, how Mark has come in and the changes that he's made, the style of football that we're playing, the opportunity that he's given to the young players uh, the development of the young players. It's really, this, these, these were conversations that were had early doors with Mark. Um, but it's one thing to have them, it's another thing then to see them in action. He also talked about the kind of football that we played. Um, he's extremely respectful always of understanding that fans spend a huge amount of their time and a huge amount of their resources to support the team. And that what we have to provide for them is entertaining football, where they enjoy coming, they're proud of some of the young boys that are coming through the academy. And these are the things that we discussed early doors. Um, and most definitely, whilst again it's not a finished product, I think we can all see that progress is happening on the pitch. People are buying into that ethos. We're playing a better style of football. At halftime at Brentford, 3-0 down, it was easy to let our heads fall or our shoulders droop. But I thought we came out in the second half and it's not the result that we wanted. but. I thought that we put, we put on a great showing. I thought that the goal that we scored was, was representative of the kind of football that we play. And um, we'll have individual mistakes that will happen, as Mark has often said, when we play the kind of football that he wants. 
but we have to understand that it's a work in progress. These things will happen. And so, really, a huge amount of credit <clears throat> goes to Mark for, I think, our on-field development, the style that we're playing, the younger boys that are coming through. But also, uh, it's a result of everybody else buying into that ethos. It's a result of the board sticking true to what they've decided is important at the club. The great work that's being done by both Lee and Les to make sure that, um, that everybody is fully aligned, to make sure that uh, the progress is shared by all and is everybody participates and does their bits. And so, you know, uh, for me at least, it really does feel like um, good things both in the boardroom and outside the boardroom, good things both on the pitch and off the pitch. You see players such as Abir Ayeze come in and develop, Ilias Chair, Bright Asai, Samuel, and they all, all join the club in, in different ways. Abir Ayeze, a free transfer, Ilias Chair has joined following a trial period, Bright Asai, Samuel, we brought him from Blackpool. How pleased are you to see them develop, not only as a chairman, but as a QPR fan? Hugely. And again, I hasten, it's not just me, but I'm the one sitting and doing the interview, but really I represent Tony and Ruben and, and all of the shareholders in the club. And I woke up this morning, Paul, and you know there were conversations about uh, you know it's this crazy January transfer window where you know we're not expecting a lot to happen. But even when we have conversations, you know, this morning I woke up because Malaysia is is behind us. There was a lot of conversations that had happened that I looked at, at my phone from Tony and Ruben, and the conversation is not just who is available or what does the club need, but it's deeper than that. It's if we were to bring someone in, how does it affect? the development of the players that are waiting on the sidelines. How will it affect the younger players? Will, it, will, it, will they have to wait longer to get a chance? Um, or will they develop as a result of it? But the development of our younger players has become a, a really key priority for all involved at the club. Everybody buys into it. Everybody understands that we are uh, in a position that we also have to develop our players. There's a great joy and a great admiration that we take when you see those players playing and performing well and in some cases attracting the interest of other clubs or the fans getting off of their seats or the fans talking about how, how much they can see progress in these players. We take a lot of pride in that. Mm, but that is a result of uh, everyone understanding that that's the direction in which we want to go in. And it feels really positive for everybody pulling in the same direction and understanding where we are currently. You mentioned the re recruitment process there. How critical is that to the club's ethos? You know, the club has never, hasn't probably had a consistent method of recruitment over an extended period of time. If you looked at us in the 12 years that I've been here, you know, we've recruited different types of players at different periods. At some point, it was experienced premiership players. At some point, it was uh, championship players. At some point, it was lower league players. But I, I'm not sure that there was a consistency or an ethos, as you describe it, that allowed us to build around, that we could all stay true to, that was a mandate we could all be held accountable towards. And that exists now. So remaining true to that ethos, remaining true to the kind of player that we want. I'll give you an example. Last week, uh, when Ruben was in town visiting from Malaysia, we met for breakfast to discuss recruitment and the character of the players is always important but it was probably as important as a player's ability. It's not the case anymore. He made it very, very clear uh, to all of us that were sitting and to the staff 
to say that we have to lead with people of good quality, of good character. Then you come to other things. Are they young? Can we develop them? Um, uh, what is the financial impact? Uh, uh, we, is it a position that we need to add uh, players in, etc.? But making sure we have a certain quality of character has become a great priority at the club. Making sure that uh, they buy into a certain system is a super important priority in the club. So having the ethos clearly defined and consistent, I think, um, is something that has really shown in the maturity of the club, majority of the board. And I'm proud to say that that, that consistency, I think, will hold us in good stead going forwards. So taking all that into account, what can QPR fans expect in January? You know, January is just, as you know, it's a crazy, weird uh, transfer window where uh, the price expectations of a selling club are never met by the buying club. For us, overall, there probably will not be a lot of activity. Um, you know, uh, some of it brought about by the fact that there is this mismatch of expectations always. And as I said previously, we don't want to repeat the mistakes of the past. We want to make sure that whatever deals we do are done on our terms. They're done in the best interest of Queen's Park Rangers Football Club, first and foremost. And secondly, we still have quite a lot of young players that we want to give opportunities to. The manager also wants to give opportunities to. So um, there might be you know, the odd person that comes in or comes out, but we're not really expecting a lot in January. We're trying to stay true to what we began this season with, and that is to make sure that we give a lot of young players the, the opportunity to come through. But if there was something that presented itself that, um, uh, that filled a hole or that really added a lot of value that the manager was keen on, we'll definitely be looking at those. When you're moving away from on-the-pitch matters, from the, when you first came involved with the club, uh, yourself, Tony, Ruben, lastly, Jamie Ruben, community is so important to all of you. How pleased have you been with the impact the stadium rename has had and the way the QPR fans embraced the change? Paul, uh, you know, we have this incredible platform and the platform is, a, is this wonderful club of ours. It's our fantastic stadium that I think we all adore, even though at some point in time we probably do have to progress to a newer stadium. But, you know, to be able to use our stadium as a platform for something that is such an important social issue, but also something that is so close to the hearts of our fans, is truly amazing. The reaction all across the country, I think, was one of extraordinary congratulations to us. Um, I mean, I received messages of thanks from fans of not just of our club, but of other clubs, of chairmen of other clubs, who thought that it was a wonderful initiative that we had taken. And I think that every day that has gone past since then, we've realized that it was a great, great initiative. I think the fans have embraced it wonderfully. I think nationally it's been embraced wonderfully. I think it's brought awareness to an issue that is very close to our hearts. Dr. Mark Prince has done a wonderful time. He's a, he's a fantastic leader. He's a fantastic um, proponent of these beliefs that he believes in. And I think to have given him the ability to showcase and to add more visibility to the Kind Prince Foundation uh, is something that we're all extremely proud of and so grateful to our fans for how incredibly well they've embraced it and for their continued support towards the cause. Okay, and just finally, 16 months ago, I asked you for your message to the QPR fans 
and your answer was twofold. You passed on your thanks to them and you called for patience. What's your message for them now? You know, the theme of our interview has been, has been consistency and I kind of feel like my, my message would remain that. It's consistent from my last message and I think first and foremost is to continue to thank the fans for their incredible support. Um, you know, as I said earlier, we don't take like, we understand just what a great commitment it is for any person or any family to support the club, home and away. Uh, both from a time perspective, a resource perspective, and an emotional perspective. And so, you know, we continue to have the most incredible fans. And like I said, we're also very fortunate that almost all of our fans have expressed to us how proud they are of the progress that we're making at the club. And so, the continued thanks there. On the patience side, you know, I think that the fans, I think the fans should understand that in the owners of this football club, people like Tony Fernandez, people like Ruben, they truly have, in my opinion, the best owners, the most passionate owners that a club can have. Uh, you know, every decision that is made at this club is made in the best interests of Queen's Park Rangers Football Club. Sometimes it can be frustrating if somebody hears from me saying, oh, there's not going to be a lot of activity in January. It's not because we don't want it to, to happen. We're fans also. But we want to make sure that we do what's best into the club. You don't want to fall into the same traps as before. You don't want to make the same financial mistakes as before. You don't want to bring in the wrong characters like we did in the past. So patience is required and has to be exercised as we try to progress and build the club. These gentlemen who, behind the scenes, are extraordinarily involved on an everyday basis with Lee, with Les, with Mark, with myself, with recruiting, truly have the club's best interests at their heart at all times. They have spent an enormous amount of resource, an enormous amount of time, and are so passionate about the club. And so I would like the fans to understand that all the decisions that are being made are being made in the best long-term interests of the football club. And that sometimes requires continued patience. And so I hope the fans are pleased with the progress that we've made since we spoke last in the last 16 months. I know we are very, very pleased. Um, but, you know, we know that there's still a lot of progress to be made. And so I thank the fans again for all their support and request them to continue to support us and remain patient as we try to uh, move forward with the progress of the club.